Do you ever hear the alarm go off and think, ugh, five more minutes? Well, you are not alone. Welcome to the Life as a Team Sport podcast, where we will take the concepts from sports and apply them to everyday life. So whether you're an athlete, a former athlete, the mom of an athlete, or just love watching sports, we invite you to come along with us as we explore family, faith, fitness, and have a lot of fun doing it. This is a podcast by the women of sport for the women of sport. Hey guys, before we start this episode, I just wanted to let you know there may be a little bit of background noise that you hear the first couple of minutes. Some of our teammates were in the team room, i.e. our children, when we were taping this episode, but hang in, the sound quality gets a lot better, and it is so worth it. This interview was fantastic. If you have ever struggled with feeling like you are repeating the same old patterns over and over again and trying to figure out how to change and how to learn and grow, man, this episode is for you. So here we go. Welcome back to the team room. I'm Patricia and I'm here with Becky on this fabulous day. Beck, how are you? I'm doing great. I was back to school today after spring break, so it's good to get back to school. Love it. I know. Caleb went back to school in person for the first time this week, and it was amazing. Listen, that big, beautiful cheese wagon rolled up into the neighborhood, and I (laughs) threw a party. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Loving the cheese wagon. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I told my neighbor, if you see me out at the bus stop with party hats, feel free to join. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. And I have all, not all my students, but all of our students that wanted to come back four days out of five are back. Okay. So it's exciting. Exciting to see them. Yeah. It's nice just to get back to some normalcy. Yes. Very nice. Well, today we have a guest on the show and I'm really excited to introduce her. I got to meet her a couple of years ago and she actually came up and shadowed me at work because she and I do very similar things for FCA. She's the FCA director at Georgia Tech. But before that, she was a track star at Georgia Tech and she set some records in the triple jump. Now she is a speaker and a writer as well as an FCA director and a wife and a mom. So I'm super excited to welcome to the show Shanta Critchlow. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. I am so glad to have you on. You know, this whole thing came about because I read something on Shanta's blog, very similar to what we talk about here, about lessons she learned from sport and how they apply to life. And I was like, hey, how would you like to come on the show? (laughs) Yes. And you got her. That's right. So here we are. So Shanta, we're going to get to your topic here in a few minutes. But before we do that, we'd love to hear something from your highlight reel. I would like to share with all of you, I guess, my latest project. It's called The Breakthrough Journal. And it's funny. I just want to preface by saying that Patricia chose the topic for today. Not me. I gave her a couple options. She chose that one. But this just that so happens to go right with the topic. <laughs> it's called the Breakthrough Journal. And I literally just released, I'm just releasing it like this week. And it's a processing wow. journal. It allows you to go through just one challenge in your life. And you. it has um, places for you to write your fears and what are you really thinking and to combat those thoughts and those shadow thoughts and really helps people to see how God has been working in their life in a particular area. So 
I am so excited about this project. I pray that it's going to be transformative. And so I will share that. That's so awesome. I am so excited. I'm excited. (laughs) Patricia and I are like, can we get one? Like, where do I get it? Amazon? Yeah. So they they are up on Amazon. But literally, I put it up on Amazon like Monday. That's how brand new it is. But it's also on my website, uh, spoiledbygod.com. So you can get it from there as well. And yeah, and I'm just, it's a, it's a, I have quite a few pet projects, but this one is holding a very special dear place in my heart right now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I want to know if I can order them by the box or, you know. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So I'm getting all of that on the site, but yeah, international, I figured out how to do that as well. Order me as a set. Yes. Or just one for yourself. Wow. So one of the wow, things that's... I'll be doing is, oh, God. That no, I was just gonna say that's so awesome and how timely too. You know, like I've had so many conversations recently with athletes or just friends in general who've said, like, you know, hard is just a way of life right now. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. to have something to help you kind of process that out and to figure out what does God say about this? Come on. And where can I find that in scripture? And where can I be pointed towards truth? Wow, that's just I'm so excited about this. <laughs> me too. And I'm a journaler. So as oh, you said, nice. I'm like, hey, yeah. <laughs> I'll take one. So what a neat, neat project. And how exciting you get to share it with everybody. So I'm sure you must be a journaler if you wrote a journal. I, so. I am a journaler. I am. And I, I just have my moments. It's like I have come to the point where I journal when I just have to get it all out. Can't take it anymore. Got to la, 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 la. So that's my journal. (laughs) Yes. Wow. Thanks for sharing that with us today because I'm so excited. Really, I'm excited to see it and we'll be getting one of those soon. Yeah. And I will link in the show notes where people can go to buy one for themselves as well. Thank you. Right. Well, today we are going to be talking about the topic of watching film. Which, when Shanta gave me a couple of different topics, that one just jumped off the page at me. And I thought, yes, like, that is something that as athletes, we all get. Like, we understand the need to watch film. I always tell my athletes, especially my high school athletes who haven't really done a ton of film watching, watching film is the best and worst experience of your life, right? Because (laughs) watching yourself on film is horrible. (laughs) But at the same time, you learn so much about the game and about yourself and the way that you play the game that you wouldn't otherwise get. So when she said watching film, I was like, yes, that's it. That's the one. (laughs) Because there's so so much life application to it, too. So before we dive in, we want to know a little bit more about your background. So tell us about your family and sports and all of that kind of thing. I am a wife. Of, I guess it'll be 11 years and coming up in September. I'm a mother of two. My daughters are nine and five. I absolutely adore my family. I ran at Georgia Tech. I was a track athlete there on scholarship. It was an amazing experience. Learned just a lot about life, but obviously in the time you don't recognize that you're actually learning anything. <laughs> so really for me, it was just a tool. It was a vehicle for me to get my degree because I was very much focused on, you know, what I wanted to accomplish. Did you always run or did you play other sports as a kid too? 
I did not always run. I tried a lot. Like I tried going for the volleyball team when I was in middle school and they made me the manager. Then I tried out to be on the basketball <laughs> team and then I got cut. I went out for cross country middle school. And after the first practice, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> And then when I got the track, really, because I got cut from the basketball team, I was just, I really wanted to be on a team for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. And track was the next thing that went up. And so I went out for the track team and I actually turned out to be all right. (laughs) It was a brand new Sounds like you were actually pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I started out all right. Like it was the first team I actually made. So let's just put it like that. So that was a huge win for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So when did you figure out, hey, not only am I more than all right, I'm pretty good and I want to pursue this in college because you said you went on scholarship. Mm -hmm. So that meant you had to get recruited. Yeah. When the University of Indiana coach reached out to me and said she wanted to come to my house. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Big time. I was like, okay. I didn't know anything about the recruiting <laughs> process. I didn't, I was planning on getting a scholarship to college, but I was planning on it being an academic scholarship because I just felt like I worked mm. too hard to start paying for school. And yeah. <laughs> I didn't work out that way on the academic side, but I started getting calls and letters from, from coaches at different universities. And that's how I even knew that that was a thing. <laughs> Wow. That's pretty cool. So what made you choose Georgia Tech? It felt like home. When Mm. I got here, and Mm. it's because the first time I visited Atlanta, I hated it. I did not. I was expensive. All the kids from Miami, because I grew up in Miami, all the older kids came up to Atlanta, the older siblings. They said it was so great. So I came up here expecting, like, New York 2.0. And so when I came, I was like, there's trees everywhere. I was like, why are all the buildings gray? <laughs> why is it so expensive? The food is no good. Like, I did not like it. So I kind of just came on the recruiting visit just because I just wanted to, you know, just see what would happen. And then I came yeah. and yeah. I tell you, it felt like home. I walked on the campus. I was like, this is it. The team as a mm. team, I just loved them. It just had everything on my list because I did have a list of all the different things that okay. my mm-hmm. university had to have, and it didn't meet all of the items on that list, and it felt like home. Wow, that's super that's cool. Awesome. Yeah, do you still keep in touch with some of your teammates from I, college? I do. Well, one of my teammates, she's actually a coach at Georgia Tech now, so I do get a chance oh, fun. to stay connected to her. I've got another that's kind of that's a neighbor, not far. We don't see each other often, but we check on each other every once in a while, you know. Yeah. And so they're not long term, but it's more of a checking on you. How are things? Where are you in life? Like I have one teammate. We seem like I promise you, we're like always on the same in the same phase of life, going through the same thing. So every once in a while, I check in on her as well. And actually, so Shantae yeah. Howard, she's on staff with FCA. Go figure. She's on staff with FCA oh in Florida. <laughs> That's love awesome. her yeah so very sweet ama- uh, awesome phenomenal woman and woman of god woman of faith like mm. definition of, of faith in my book she's amazing <laughs> but so yeah so she's one that we you know we check in on each other every once in a while so i do stay in yeah that's really cool so today we're talking about watching film so for me soccer 
basketball, like I watch film for a variety of different reasons, but there's a a direct opponent on the field with me, right? Or on the court Mm -hmm, with me. mm -hmm. And so what does watching film look like for a track athlete? Yes. So we could be watching another competitor, but most of the time we're watching ourselves because when you're looking from the outside, you can actually see like, oh, I didn't bring my knee all the way up the way that I felt Mm. like I did, or you're watching your form. Mm -hmm. And it's mostly about form and technique for track when we're watching film. Even if you're watching a race Mm -hmm. or you're watching an opponent, you're looking to see, because obviously you can't see how fast they're going, but you're looking to see what does their form look like? And you get that mental picture that you can see where you're falling short, and then you can visualize where it is that you need to be when you're watching someone who's doing it well. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. No, that's good. So how do you relate watching film to life Mm. now? Yes. So life beyond the athletics, we talked about being journalers. And Mm -hmm. some would think Mm -hmm. that journaling is a way that you watch film. But it's not the act in itself. You have to go back and you have to read what you've been writing. You have to become a student of of yourself. That's how I found that to be beneficial. When we are aware of ourselves, how are, we, how are we showing up in a situation? How am I acting towards someone else or behaving someone else? What is it like to be around me? When you can actually, rather than just going through the motions of life, actually stop and pay attention to how am I responding <laughs> in this situation? Mm-hmm. Oh, my heart rate is elevated. What is going on in my mind? right now you know so paying attention Mm. to ourselves number one on a day-to-day but number two the biggest part is like when you're actually it's taking the time to journal and then going back and reading it and the reason why I found that to be so important is because when I started doing that and that's actually where because like this title came of like at least three three or four years now that I've actually written this And it was because I went back to my journal, even though you go back and you look like a year back or you go a few, and I started to notice a pattern. I was like, the exact same thing I was crying out to God about and complaining to God about, about life in like 2019 was the exact same thing I was crying out about in 2015. And again, in 2013. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but I was getting the same revelations, like the same learnings, the same lessons again and again, Mm -hmm. because I was never going back. Like I will write it down. It's like, oh, God told me this or, oh, I'm feeling this or this is the attitude that I should have. This is who I, this is how I'm supposed to be. Write it down. You put it aside and you never think about it again. So what happens? You go back to muscle memory. You start doing the same thing again. You start behaving the same way again. And you never get out of the cycle because you have to not just, you have to act, sorry, I was going to throw in, not just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. (laughs) You have to actually learn the word. I mean, if we go outside of the Bible, you actually have to think about how we learn as human beings. And just like when, like when you are learning your sport, you don't just hear what your coach has to say, go out and compete. You hear what your coach has to say, you go and you practice. You watch the game, you see where did you go wrong, you see what you did right, you see what you need to fix, 
and then you go to practice and then you work on it some more and then you compete again and you put it into practice again you know so it's just this constant mm. it's this um constant process of being of being of and i hate using terms like being self-aware but truth be told it's all the same thing y'all <laughs> paying attention it's true. To, paying attention to yourself understanding and then you can also recognize when you start to go back into the cycles again. And that's one of the things that I had to do when I was going through, you know, kind of, I call it my big bad, right? I just kind of felt like I'm going through, I'm doing the same loop again and again, trusting God, hating my life, trusting God, hating my life. <laughs> and yeah. so it wasn't until I got to the point where I stopped and I was like, okay, at what point do I shift from feeling like I'm exactly where God wants me to be? to I'm not in I'm I'm dissatisfied with where I am what happens in between when we can actually slow down long enough to not just live our life but to observe our life and to observe ourselves we can actually say hey this is where I notice there's a rep there's a repetition here you know what I notice that every time like every couple of weeks I go back into this mental cycle or every time I see this particular person all of a sudden I go back into this downward spiral or, and you name it I can list a whole bunch of them because I've got them <laughs> oh I'm with you I'm I'm, I'm with you sure, Santa. oh my goodness yes this is ringing very true Man. and then the other side of it is just I mean and I'm very careful when I say this but you know sometimes you do watch film of other people and mm -hmm. we watch them to learn from them and to be inspired by them. But I use that with caution because again, as a track runner, even as you're watch, even if you so decide to watch film of someone else and it's not adversely impacting you, right? Like it doesn't send you into, I hate my life spiral, <laughs> but if you yeah. see that it actually inspires you, a part of your journey is also staying in your own lane. That's awesome mm, that she's doing yep. that. I'm so proud of how what she has, but this is where God has me right now, and this is mm. where I'm wanting to be. And then I'll throw, um, I wanted to look up um, that verse, Psalm 139. It talks about where, you know, David says, search me and know me. See if there's, mm -hmm. any, see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in your way everlasting. It matters when we can stop and actually look at our life and see where God has been working in you, even when overall it may not feel like it. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. So that was so much knowledge drop right there. That was so good. Yes. So let me just go back and see if I can recap a little bit of it. And then I want to ask you something else. So you talked about paying attention and then taking notes and then referencing your notes and then making adjustments from there and then noticing patterns. Come yeah. On. Okay. Yes. Yes. Listen, I've been taking notes. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. And so I would actually, I would just reverse the, so I would reverse from, so taking notes, reviewing your notes, seeing the patterns and then making adjustments. Cause you can't make adjustments if you don't mm. see what's there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I would probably make adjustments both times. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try this. See how this works. True. That, that, you, that is so true, though. You can do that. Some people are trial and error people. You know? Right. Like, you know what? This didn't work. Let me just yeah. try this and see what happens. Oh, no. That didn't work out. Right. Oh, let me just try this. No, that didn't work either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you also talked about 
watching film from other people, right? And sometimes that can be helpful, right? And we don't want to create this FOMO, right? However, there is a necessity to surround yourself with people. And I think if we go back to that sports analogy that you used with track, you had your coach who was also knowing what was in your film. He Mm -hmm. watched your race as well, right? So he wasn't in the race. He watched you race. And then he watched your film with you right? Or alongside you. And now he's walking with you through that journey, right? So in life, Mm -hmm. who are those people who are not running the race for you, Mm -hmm. right? But they're watching you run the race or they're running their own race alongside you. And they're kind of walking with you through that journey. I have, you know, my mother who I absolutely love, but as far as my journey itself goes, it's going to sound really weird, but like life has been my teacher, if that makes mm. sense. Like I don't mm-hmm. have a specific yeah. group of, of people that I would necessarily go to all the time, but there are little things that I always pick up along the way. Like I've never mm. been, I've never been like formally discipled, but I have learned mm-hmm. from different women along the way, whether they realize I'm learning from them or not, mm-hmm. you know, sure. I, it's, so it's kind of been experiential. It's, most of my life mm-hmm. has been like, well, outside of what I had control of, has the learning has all been very informal. So I can't mm-hmm. particularly mm-hmm. say it's been like, you know, this and that of a person, but yeah. it's just been just the different people and that God has allowed me to cross paths with, but then also being very intentional about paying attention to what God is trying to show me and implementing those things. But I will give us my friend Camille, because I dump all my lessons on her. I will, yes. And so, <laughs> so it's hard to say she's been walking with me. It's kind of like, I just been like, Camille, guess what? La, 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 la. And I freaking out this. She and so it's all yeah, good, girl. So Camille has supported me. She had the next to my mother, this woman has been my number one cheerleader. I mean, she gets behind everything that I do. So we are not necessarily running the same race. So, cause mm-hmm. initially I'm thinking about like, okay, so who's been coaching me? Who, but she is literally my supporter. I get, get mm-hmm. good news. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I gotta call Camille because she just always has just been supportive of every, she is like a better promoter of me than I am of myself. And she has shown me that I can be grateful and I am, am proud of what I've accomplished, even if it's not what I always imagined it to be. Cause she's always, she'll always mm-hmm. point that out to me. <laughs> and for mm-hmm. that, I've been able to see some film through her because she allows me often enough to see myself through her eyes. And so mm-hmm. it really helps me to shape how I view myself as well. It's like, you know what? I'm not that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's important. And I think we all need those people and we don't need a lot of them. You know, oh, yeah, we did. just need one, right. Or two, yeah. or just a, just a few people that we can be completely genuine with that allow us to see ourselves through their eyes. Like you said, mm-hmm. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And I related well, Shanta, because Patricia is like that oh, to me. I so her. I call her, 
like 6.55 a.m. is when this podcast started because <laughs> I called her one morning and I was like, hey, what's going on? So, I, you know, I hear you. I hear your heart in that with um, Camille. Mm. So that's really, but, and you said it so much better too. Like you could see the good in you, the way she relates yeah. to you. I love that, the way you said that, because that's good because I feel like, I know I'm a sinner. So I just, I feel like I see my flaws a lot, you know, but when another person is able to see the good, mm. then you remember that, you know, we do have good to share. Yeah, that's awesome. So maybe give us an example of when you have used the concept of watching film in life. Yeah, so I'm using that process now with my journals, but I've also, and I've been using it with my journals and I actually started doing this about maybe a year and a half now where instead of just going back for one moment and just seeing like, oh, it's been the same prayer over and over again. Like I actually went back and started looking at all of the lessons that God has been teaching me and Mm. literally made the list so I can watch the trajectory because I'd reached a point in my life where I started seeing all of the little pieces coming together. Mm. And I was realizing that, you know, with all of the different things that God has been showing me and revealing to me and teaching me, over these years, I'm reaching a place in my mind and in my heart where I'm feeling truly satisfied, like not just content, but satisfied Mm. mostly because I know that God is speaking to me and I know that I'm right where he wants me to be. I feel like he has assured me of that time and time again. So I wanted Mm. to go back through and I did did this a few days ago. So that's why it's like fresh off my head. And I just started writing because I, I, I would do it every once in a while. I would start and I would stop. I would start and I would stop. And I was like, no, I'm writing out all of these lessons, all of the big mm. highlight lessons that God has taught me from, I would say, at the point where I realized that I need to get to know God all over again, which was probably like 2009 or 10 or so to mm. today. And it's like, okay, God, what are the big, not like every single thing, a little, little lesson, but like, what were the mm-hmm. big transformative messages that he gave me? Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's really great. So you're going back through old journals, mm-hmm. I would guess. Yeah. And, and you're writing all of those things out. Mm-hmm. And so then you're noticing patterns and from there you can make adjustments. Exactly. Like highlighting, underlining, circling, and then refreshing because it's not just making adjustments. So like the, the list that I was making of all, everything that God has been showing me was really an assurance for me and a reminder because mm. sometimes we have to go back to our journals as well. Like I encourage everyone in some way, shape or form to have a place where you are recording anytime God shows up for you. Because it's mm. during our most challenging times where we need to go back and watch the film of when he showed up last to help us get through mm. what we're going mm-hmm. through now. Yeah. True. No, that's really good. I was actually, I was filling something out right before this um, interview, actually, uh, for FCA. And it was said something to the effect of, in 100 words or less, tell us what God is teaching you right now. And I sat there and I stared at the screen for a while because I'm like, how do I pair this down to a hundred words? All right. I don't really know. Yeah. It's like <laughs> sometimes just being able to succinctly say it 
take some thought because I have lots of thoughts, but I feel like they're all over the wall. And so being able to, you know, kind of pare that down and say, what is God teaching me right now? Mm-hmm. It, it, it takes some, some thought, you know, but I think that's a really important exercise. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to, like, whenever I do stuff like that, like I always have my scratch pad first. Like I have just raw, write it, write it, write it. Cause I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. the thing you have to be raw. You have to get it all yeah. out of your head, get it all out of yourself, be real. You know, the pain that you're feeling, the hurt that you're feeling, how angry you are. If you're angry at God, you're angry at yourself, you're angry at your life. Everything that you need to let go, you flesh it out. Like you write as though no one is going to read these pages or ever see these pages. Hmm. That's what you do first. Mm-hmm. Get it all out. The angrier you are, the better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm with you yes. on that one. <laughs> and I told one of my student athletes, I was like, because I wanted her to kind of start this process. And I was like, you know. This is the first, this is the only time I'm going to allow you to be mean to yourself because for her, we're dealing, Mm. we're going back with like, what are some of the things that have been, um, it's affecting her now and how she receives what people are saying to her, but it's based off of how she views and sees herself because that was a pattern that was Mm. showing up in our conversation. I was like, do you notice with every issue that you mentioned, this is listed on each one, (laughs) Mm. Yeah. And so yeah. we had to get to the root of that. And the way to get to the root of it, I was like, you need to write down everything that you were feeling, every emotion that you had, every, what, how do you see yourself and be totally honest. Don't write down what you think is right. Don't write what you think mm-hmm. you're supposed to say. I'm supposed to think I'm lovely and I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes, we know that's the truth, but that's not how yeah. you feel right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. You gotta be honest, you know. <laughs> if you right. don't confess, those that's not things, what your film is showing. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. If you don't confess your <laughs> sins right. one to another, you're not gonna get healed. You know what I'm saying? Like if you don't lay it out right. there, you, there's that. That, that is mm-hmm. the way that God works. Is that we have to be able. We have to come to Him and confess and admit that we are a sinner. Admit that we mm. have flaws, and then rest in knowing that that's totally okay. <laughs> And that's so I feel this way about myself, but guess what? That's okay. And then now, Mm -hmm. now you can go back and you're like, now when you look and you're like, okay, well, these are all the things, this is all the stuff I think is wrong with myself or how, this is what I'm feeling, or these are the thoughts that are generated. And then you can go back and say, well, what is the truth? Yeah, Mm -hmm. my nose is big, but the word says I'm creating his image. The word says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Oh my, I'm such a quirky personality. I'm never going to get where I want to get in life. But the word says that I know how I have formed you. He knows how he formed us. Mm. Right? Yeah. So that is what, so it's okay to go to, you got to be raw first, in my opinion. Because like your coach, when you're, when you're recording film, they record everything. They don't just record the one that you got right. Oh, no, you can't hide on film. Right? <laughs> you can't. That's so yes. true. You have to lay it. You got to lay it all out. You got to record everything. And now you go back. And, like, I get to watch my coach now with his student athletes. And it's so funny to see them with the tablet. And they'll, they're, like, literally frame by frame. They're, tick, tick, tick. So they can, they're watching. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, they're watching because that, they slowly slow down that film then they could see exactly where they are exactly how high exactly what 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 their form was you know so that's what we have to do you lay it all out you get it out get it out there be raw be honest be transparent and then go back Mm -hmm. and now you start evaluating your film yeah 
Yeah. Oh, wow. That's heavy. Yeah, it is. It is. But you know what? It's so real. And I think that people aren't always willing to go there. And so being able to have this conversation, even for someone to listen to might be stretching. And so I think that is so time appropriate, so timely. It's just really, really needed in this day and age. And for those who... So as... No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say for those who that is a challenge for them because yeah, it's hard, but I want you to realize that it's healing pain because God's Mm -hmm. intention is not to harm us and every pain is not injury, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lean into that pain. If you are an athlete, you know what it means to embrace the pain. If you want to heal in a certain area, if you want to experience that breakthrough, if you want to, if you want to get through the other side, the way through it is to, is you've got to embrace your pain and work through that pain. Just like you have to work through mm-hmm. soreness if you want to get better. But I can preach on and on and on. <laughs> I think the point has been made. <laughs> Just embrace the pain and work your way through that. That's how we get our, mm. our healing and our transformation. Yeah. No, I love that. I was actually just getting ready to ask if you had any advice for anyone, but you just jumped right in. That was it. (laughs) That was good. That was it. You anticipated. I love it. (laughs) Wow. Well, thank you so much. I have loved this interview and I feel like we have just scratched the surface even of this topic, but I really, really think that this is going to be transformative for a lot of people to be able to hear this and really think through how does this apply to my life? And then they can go out and buy your journal and they can write it all down. Write all that. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, before we let you go, we definitely do need to hear something though from your blooper reel. Oh, righty. Yes. <laughs> my mommy of the year moment. So I love these. Yes. So for those who don't know, I am a Christian and I've been a Christian for a very long time. And if you you are a Christian who has been a Christian for a long time, you've heard other Christians talk about how they raise their children. And you may have heard speakers that talk about like these (laughs) wonderful family (laughs) devotional moments and reading their Bible to their kids. And so I had when my daughter was about three years old, we were in her room and we would have a story that we would read together. And then I wanted to read the Bible to her as well. So we get the little mixture. She was all in for the story time. And every time we would get to the Bible, she would start pitching a fit and she would turn over. She didn't want to pay attention. She's like, this is boring. (laughs) And I was like, oh my goodness, Lord, what have you given me? And I was so angry one day. I threw her children's Bible at the wall and put a hole in the wall <laughs> with the children's Bible. <laughs> and that, well, that, it's not that, that hole, <laughs> I mean, it was a huge hole and it's still there. And she now knows why the <laughs> hole is there. I'm pretty sure in her deep, poor baby subconscious, <laughs> she is. Mama lost it. And I'm like, Lord, please don't let her have like this this deep seated fear of the word of God and the Bible because like (laughs) mommy threw her Bible and put a hole in her wall with it. Like that, yeah, that's probably one of my saddest moments. Oh my gosh. 
very sad moment. <laughs> That's awesome. Mother of the yep. year. I love it. That's right. <laughs> Funny. My, uh, my cheeks hurt from laughing. Oh my goodness. That was Yeah. Funny. We have all oh. had those kinds of moments though. Oh, it's my. just because, yeah. you know, we all hear those stories, right? About the perfect family yeah. devotionals and, you know, they all sound so great, but I just have to think that those people are telling the story about the one time yeah. that it all went perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, yeah. and the other thing is I had to accept, like, you know what? That's just not my child and that's okay. Like I let my babies, they were in church service yeah. yesterday, uh, this past Sunday, they just decided they wanted to come into big church with me and they were both asleep on the pew. And the oldest one, like literally almost fell, like she <laughs> fell off the pew, like she slid down the side of it. And I, and I was so unashamed. I was like, my baby is tired and she is in grown church. Yeah. And they're so in church. spread out because, you know, we got to be six feet apart from each other. And so she's got her feet and I let That's my right. baby sleep. She's in church, though. She will get the yep. word through osmosis. So. I just have to embrace that. There you go. My, my family doesn't have to be like someone else's to be perfect. And my kid doesn't have to be like someone else's to be That's perfect. That's right. It took me a while to get right. there. That's no, right. I love it. And you know what? It is a relationship, right? Yeah. And so the fact that we treat it that way, even with our children, they're going to grow up learning that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really important. Well, thank you again so much. I have taken tons of notes. Um, I love what you said towards the end where you said every pain is an injury. And I think that that is super important for us to remember mm -hmm. as we work through painful things. Sometimes it is injury yes. and we need to let God see it so that he can heal it. Yeah. Right. And sometimes it's the growing pains yep. that we have as we grow. And so being able to recognize it and give it to him regardless, and then be able to work through it, I think is super, super important. And so the concept of watching film, awesome. Mm -hmm. I, I hope everyone learns how to watch film, whether they were an athlete or not watching film in life is super critical. Yeah. That's awesome. Shanta, has been so nice getting to know you. And my one takeaway, there's many, but the one takeaway is that I'm going to go back through some of my journals and try to pull out some yes. of those big lessons that I haven't Yay. already found that I've repeated. So, but definitely going to do that. But Patricia, we do have one more yes. thing before we go, right? Yep. Okay. So uh, we would love for you to pass the ball to a woman in life who has inspired you. My mommy. <laughs> <laughs> she really has because she like just like Camille or actually you know more so than Camille obviously but so you always see your mom as as your mom and she's always been so supportive she's always been so generous and and giving of herself and it took actually hearing about my mother's hospitality from a friend of mine that made me see it. I mean, I knew my mommy was my mommy, mm. but I didn't recognize how special of a person she is because she is she with she lives to serve. And I had to tell her that, that my dad thinks it's a negative thing, but I was like, no, that's actually I just show her in the Bible where that's that is a gift. And it says that you should be doing that because that is what God has gifted you with. And I just want to mm -hmm. have, I have to work for that. But I mean, just the way that she thinks about others first, the way she's always wanting to prepare and serve people. 
Like, I'm not even like that with my children, but I want to be more like that, you know? <laughs> I'll be quick to right. like, get it yourself, you know? But I want to be more like my mom, where I have that, that heart of serving without being grudgeful about it, without having an attitude about it, but like really giving, freely giving of myself, especially to my family. You know, it's kind of a little bit easier mm. to do it to strangers because you don't know all of your strangers' flaws. But to be able to do that true, just easily with my family, I want to be more like my mommy in that sense. I want to be a woman like her, a mother like her, so a friend like her. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Yay. I love that. That's super cool. Well, thank you so much, Shanta. It's been a joy to have you on here and to get to introduce you to Becky and to all of our listeners. And um, I look forward to hearing um, from their feedback. We get feedback every once in a while on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And so I look forward to hearing how this message has impacted our listeners as well. So I will link in the show notes ways that you too can get a hold of the journal that Shanta has written. And um, you also can find more great stuff on her website, which we will also link in the show notes. And as always, life is a team sport and you are never alone. Mm -hmm.